Hey guys, I'm Zuri Shalise here with Wu Wednesdays, Hulu's best Wu Tang, The American Saga, Episode 7, Box in Hand. We have crazy things happening in this episode. We have some bandwagoners, pent up aggression, and we see a few saviors. We'll be right back. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hi, Miss Kitty. <laughs> I'm sorry you caught me up. I'm like, wait, lights, let's go. Okay, what's up? Yes, how are you doing today? I feel amazing. Glad to be here. Yes. Okay, guys, so my name is Zuri Shalise. I am on a few after shows here at AfterBuzz, and I have the amazing Miss Kitty here with me. Thank you very much, Kitty Kaboom. So glad to see you guys and can't wait to get into this episode. All right, Miss Kitty, let's get right into it since you can't wait. Yeah. What did you think about it? My overall thoughts is that um, it was kind of, you know, they they have to have shows that are not like boom, pang in order to make sure that the storyline continues. So I most certainly, you know how I feel about my method, man. (sighs) So I appreciated the fact. (laughs) That they gave him some background. Right. Now we know more about Clifford and what he's been through and kind of who is Wu in that respect. Like right. how he came up to join the group and what his um, family life was like and all that. I thought that was very insightful. So it helped. Yeah, I feel like we're riding a roller coaster ride. Like I feel like two episodes ago we mm-hmm. were kind of like, this was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, And then exactly. we got, boom, we hit the, we hit the drop. <laughs> the plateau. And yeah. then down again. And now we're here. Right. And I feel like last episode, I low-key complained that we didn't know much about Method Man, though he's so busy yeah. and so fine. We yes, know he nothing. is. Uh-huh. Right. So, I so now we do. Right. I feel the same way. I feel that we didn't get to see as much as our favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Raekwon is one of my favorite, although I'm not loving his wardrobe ever. <laughs> And ODB is one of my favorites. Yes, we haven't got much of him. Yeah, he looks like he doesn't smell good, but that he's so much fun. Like, (laughs) I would love that. Right? (laughs) He just looked like he'd be, I don't know. But it doesn't matter because he always brings the ruckus. So I did miss his two cents in this one. And Cherie. Of course. At least she made like a slight appearance, but I would have liked to see more of her. She's my favorite. Yes, same. All right, so let's top start with the top, our savior. Mm-hmm. So, um, we see, you know, I'll actually backtrack from my notes a bit. We see Shotgun's uncle save him from going to his mom's house, How actually. About that? I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. I would have liked to know what's up with Matt's mom. Maybe they'll give us some insight into that. I doubt it, though, because this seemed to be his episode, so it seemed like they would shed more light if there was something to be told. Maybe that's not something that they want to highlight too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it could just be as simple as she couldn't afford to do everything. And she had other family, like her mom, that was maybe able to step, not maybe, was able to step in mm-hmm. and handle him, take care of him for a few years. Um, he clearly went to some kind of prep school, mm-hmm. so that was awesome. She was in a know? good area, maybe? I was about to say, maybe she put him in that area. There's all kinds of things. I mean, I'm not about to jump to conclusions. And, right. You know what I mean? Because you know that's where it's going to go. Yes. She was on drugs. I know. And she was in and out of jail. No. How about she just knew that that neighborhood would provide a better lifestyle for him and the grandmother was willing to take him. So that's how it went down. Um, but it was really nice to see, yeah, that the uncles, you know, jumped in there and stuff. I'm always saddened to see people that have made a 
genuine change in their lives and they have put in the work to beat an addiction or something only to be triggered and fall back so quickly. Yes. You know what I mean? I get it. There's no, absolutely no judgment, but it does break my heart. You know, same. And as soon as I saw that he was staying at grandma's house and that the uncle came back to grandma's house, I know on this show we've talked a lot about the black experience, but grandma is a pillar yeah. in the black yeah. experience. No question. From grandbabies to her own child to even some of probably her aunts uh, and uncles. Exactly. Kids. So yeah. I love and how the they- neighborhood kids sometimes jump in there and then she becomes the grandma to everybody. And she was unfazed. Like, oh, there he is again. I think she was like cleaning a table. And I right. was like, I love that they added this because this is the black story. It really is. Did it not concern you a little bit that she was like, oh, your mama called. You can be on a train tonight. Grandma's like, tired. Grandma is tired. Okay. Grandma said, I've, you see my son? Right. He's enough for a few people, it seems. <laughs> already taken me through yes so you can go home tonight and it's and he gave us a little backstory that shotgun hadn't had the best rapport with grandma because he had to i'm grandma i'm back again exactly please i promise i'll be good this time grandma's a tad tired just a little bit well clearly she's a lot tired of a lot of the men in in her family which is so unfortunate but that seems to be as you said yeah that's kind of the grandma role Yes. In the black community. Back to Savior's um, shotgun saving his uncle. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought back to a few episodes ago, we were talking about sacrifice. Right. And that was his championship game. And not to digress, but I was like, wow, this is just reoccurring. Like, it seems like our staple points every episode Mm kind of get built upon. Yeah. And I'm loving that, too. I do, too. I I think it's important that we highlight not just, you know, the rough that they had to go through, but what they encountered and, like, not bypassed, but they made it through. They plowed through. They found a way. You know, clearly, meth had a lot of stuff with him, you know, a lot of, I guess we'll get to that in a minute, the pent up anger. Yeah. Um, a lot of baggage. Yeah. A lot of baggage. Right. But how you deal with it, we all do. So <laughs> it's really grace. about, yeah, we deal with it with <laughs> grace. You realize that maybe you need to take a step back so that you're not. So what's the, the, um, analogy that people are, um, you're too, cl- too close to the elephant to see or something like that. Basically, it means if you're standing next to an elephant, obviously you can't see the actual elephant. All you see right. is skin in your face. <laughs> so to be able to take a step back and see the whole big picture for what it is, it just seems like Meth has a whole lot of thinking. He's always been that very pensive yeah. guy. And I really like that about him because he's not reactionary. And that is so very sexy. Because are going to get back to the reactionary in yeah, a little bit. In a little bit. <laughs> As a grown man, he's no longer reactionary. Yes. I wanted to ask you... I. You know, I'm the cynical one of this panel. Never. A little bit. <laughs> but do you think the drugs were planted or do you think the uncle was actually... I think I think he... Obviously, we saw him on drugs that day. Right. But do you think he had been using drugs since he entered the house? The only... Oh, no. I don't think that he was using since he entered, most definitely. I think he got high that particular day as a result of being laid off of that job. That was just disrespectful on so many levels. But I also think that you make a good point. I saw his reaction when the the cops showed the baggie, and it was just like, what? Like, that's not mine. Especially when you're on drugs, I feel like it would have kind of exactly. been a different reaction. Yeah, like, if you were on drugs, it was like, Ugh. But he definitely showed recognition of that not belonging to me. So, yeah, I feel like he was set up, which just confounds the problem. But they're looking for anything, you know? 
Yes. So our next part of our savior, we see Meth finally make it to the island. Mm-hmm. And as we know, his good friend Hayes moved on last episode. Yeah. And Hayes protects him when his friends. How about that? And I was like, oh, this is, we knew Meth and Hayes were, sorry, Shotgun and Hayes <laughs> were friends. Yeah. But I didn't know their bond went that deep. Exactly. And it was really dope to see how he stepped up for his friend in that split second. Because meth now is definitely not meth then. Or shotgun. (laughs) Whatever you want to call him. Um, Johnny Blaze, Hot Nichols. You know what I mean? They all are applicable to who he is today. Is definitely not that person. So I didn't know that he was that combative and that angry and just ready to fight. So dude talking about his lacrosse stick... Rubbed him the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And he was red, like out the <laughs> gate, right? Ready. Like, just say to me, bruh. I was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. So, yeah, it was nice to see that their friendship is obviously based on a mutual respect of one another, and then it goes way back. Yeah, and Hayes was calling shots early. Okay. So he, Hayes must be a pillar in this community, too. Yeah. He's gone, but it was dope to see. Yeah, because he did, He barely, like, raised his voice. He's like, bruh, da-da-da-da-da-da. That was like, oh, my bad. Right. And he's a shorty wop, too. I always like to see <laughs> short guys get in there and yeah. make a name for themselves. Like, you will respect me. You know what I mean? Despite my stature or anything else, I'm able to command the attention of the room. Which yes. is always admirable. I have to be honest. When I first saw the opening scenes of the lacrosse, mm-hmm. I thought that it was the police officer from last episode. Because I remember we were talking about why is this guy so mad? Like what happened? And then right. we see the pent up aggression yeah. around the field. So I'm like, okay, we're getting his backstory. <laughs> and I was like, shotgun. <laughs> Didn't see that coming because we haven't seen an aggressive shotgun. Exactly. I'm like, what is happening here? Right. Like, were you it a all played out. Or you knew? No, no, no. I had no idea because he doesn't even resemble to me Dave East or Method Man. So I didn't put the two and two together. <laughs> I didn't think it was the cop though. That's a very astute observation on your yes. part. But then I would have to, if I would have thought that, I would have to. I would have had to wonder. Why are we showcase? Like, why are we talking about the cop? Is he that important to the storyline? Well, after last episode, yeah, I guess. But I, I mean, I guess because it's only like an hour. Sh- I, don't, I don't know. I would have thought like that they wouldn't give it that much um, traction. But yeah, I didn't know who to, who to think it was. So it's glad that it all came together and it made sense. Yes. All right, Miss Kitty, do you have anything for our guests? I always have things for our guests, and this one comes straight from the heart. I appreciate you guys. We all do very, very much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. We tune into you. Believe me, I will be speaking on you in just a minute because you tuned in to us. You give us five stars, which I'm asking for today. You give us good ratings. You give us thumbs up. All of these things help perpetuate what we are and what we give back. So thank you for helping us help you help us. We appreciate you so much at AfterBuzz. We're doing what we love to do, and it's only because you guys are a part of it. So thanks. Yes, guys, thank you so much for always supporting us. And Kitty is also doing amazing things here at AfterBuzz <laughs> and outside of AfterBuzz. So make Aww. sure you follow her and follow me as well. Yeah, and, definitely. Yes. I did want to speak really quickly because people are in the chat room and they're speaking to us. So Wayne Smith said, who would have ever known Meth was a field hockey player? Okay, Same. lacrosse. He was a Statue that. of Liberty. Like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> Clifford. That's so funny. He and I had a few conversations, but we never talked about that. I wish I'd asked more. You were absolutely right. The dude rapping, I'm sorry, DJ Five Legacy says the dude rapping to Divine in the jail lunchroom at Capadonna. Yeah, I think, who did we think it was? I think we thought it was you, God. We knew he was in the group, but we didn't know who it was. So thank you. Appreciate that. Good looking out, DJ. 
Yeah, so our second topic is bandwagoners. Mm. You know, we haven't been our favorite on the show, but we're happy that he's coming around divine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like him. Um, <laughs> or up until... I still don't care for him. He has to do more to get in my good graces. But I was very pleasantly surprised to see... Because there was such a lull. Like, I knew he was about to say something negative. When his brother, Dennis, comes to him and... Bo- Dennis, I'm sorry. Bobby comes to him and is like, you know, this is what's happening in my life. This is what's going on. I'm not out here doing work because this is where my focus is. And he really surprised me because you know that hard exterior he got, boy. He's always on I'm my. I gotta, gotta, gotta go out there, sell drugs, sell drugs, sell yeah, drugs. Like, where are we going with this, boy? Shut up! <laughs> right? What is the end game? What is the end game? Because you already see how quickly your life could have changed dramatically back to where it just was as a result of you going to cop a brick that you shouldn't have had. So he and he jumped that thing down in the trash. We never did find out whether he covered it. I hope so. Me too. Yeah, because I don't care for him. I did say that, right? <laughs> yeah, but I did like the fact, it, it, it warmed my heart to see that he could rise above the ridiculousness of this narrative that he has and see the, the sense that his little brother's making. And I think he's kind of proud of him, which is dope. Yes. Someone that we favor a tad more, but we're still trying to unpack. Yeah. Dennis is going to come around, too. It's like, hey, bro, where were you? And right. Like, you know, I'm trying to get on so I can put you on. There and you Dennis is like all right, bro, you're off the hook. Yeah, exactly. What did you think of that? I thought that was dope. I mean, there is a brotherhood that definitely exists there. How they show each other that kind of admiration comes in different forms. Dennis is always so damn angry. (laughs) I was very happy to see that when he saw him, you know, they had that little teeny beef or whatever, and then he came into the record store. He's like, it's my mom's. Everything dropped. Everything, because that's the brotherhood Mm -hmm. that he knows how to support. So it was nice to see that he, that they continue that, that they yes. help each other out. They kind of scratch each other's backs with obviously not being blatant about it because that wouldn't be manly or whatever. But they do show each other love in definitely different ways. So it's nice to see that Dennis is finally allowing that, you know, hard exterior to talk a little bit. Literally in this show, love conquers all, yes. all the time. Every like, time. That is like the under, under, underlying <laughs> of the show. It is, right? Even with the yes. older lady trying to speak truth to them out there on the uh, on the basketball court. That's coming from a place of love. Look, brother, my people, for, listen, your crown is my favorite one. I just heard this today, y'all. Your crown is already bought and paid for. All you gotta do is put it on. Amen, right? That's what Oprah and Maya Angelou said. Yes. And I heard that this morning made my entire day. I was like, let me get my joint before it slips. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I really think is most important is that we really don't understand the legacy of what people had to do in order for us to have these freedoms and these opportunities. So Wu-Tang is instrumental and iconic because they did pave a way for future rappers, mm-hmm. future, future entertainers. There had never been a rap group. Definitely would not as outspoken and with as many members and they just set the tone for a whole lot of opportunities that and we it's now amazing enjoy. what you can do by being yourself like Wu-Tang did these things because they were themselves oh yeah and I Definitely. think that is also a huge takeaway as well mm-hmm. like you have everything that you need I agree. I agree. Can we tap into the speakers? I appreciate you guys so much. King David, as always, shows up and says salute to the panel. Salute to you, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, And Maya Wilson, I find it funny how Bobby and Divine ignore how Dennis looks at their sister. 
I mean, guys are that way, girl. <laughs> they <laughs> like, they'll miss it. They'll right. It went way over their heads. They're pretty secretive about it, and yes, they have little looks and stuff. But who noticed the aunt? That's the, that's what we do. Guys don't. They don't. <laughs> and yeah. Honestly, I could think that mom is choosing to ignore it. I think so too. She probably saw it, but she's just like, as long as it ain't causing no problems, my house ain't costing me no money, and she don't come home pregnant. I don't care. I can't feed into yes. that right now. She got bigger fish to fry. And then lastly, I love how. Um, my mom, mom, I just saw it. I'm so sorry. Um, you got will not be on the show, supposedly. FYI, says Wayne Smith. Well, that sucks. We'd love to see, you know what I mean? We'd love to see him get, oh, this is what I want to say. Ken Gavin says, Bobby got the I get on, we all get on mentality. Bobby, first of all, from day Bobby's one, here. he's the glue who put together, I'm the glue. He's the glue. There's no question about it. Yes. Like he, it, and that, and it, you know what? 20 years later, it's so He's obvious. Still the glue. He's still the glue. <laughs> like, he really is. RZA is the man, yeah. okay? And he continues to, like, knock doors down and create opportunities for not only his brothers, but for people, black people, black men in general, I mean, specifically. Yes. And I love that. Love, yes. love, love it. Speaking to the comment about Dennis and Cherie, that brings us to our last point, pent-up aggression. So we see outside in the Wall Street area, Divine and Dennis are talking, and Dennis is kind of like, hey, bro, how's Ohio? Right, right. And Divine's like, mm, I guess it's I guess fine. they're right. I talked to him. What do you want? And um, Dennis moves the conversation along to find out about Cherie, only for Dennis's new boss, who already pretty much put his foot down his throat in the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has to scram. Right. And I think that that moment, we're starting to see, like you said, Dennis shall come down, right? He's asking about her. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that. I would have expected him to write her another letter, you know, send me your address or, you know, I'm Something. younger. So however we can communicate, but he's asking about her. What did you think of that? I think that Cherie is probably only person that has been displayed in his life thus far besides his two brothers and his mom. So his family and Cherie. Which makes sense, I guess, for a guy of that um, age group and situation. But those are the only people that can see past the rough exterior. Those are the only ones that can kind of touch his heart and just get through to him in such a way that it it changes or moves or has him think. You know, Mm because remember when his little brother asked him, um, does Dennis know you (laughs) sticking his sister? Like, that was the only time that I've ever seen him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he actually thought about that and mm-hmm. what that impl- what He's very reactionary. Exactly. <laughs> so for him to take a step back and be like, you know what, I might want to approach this differently is a testament to his growth and his maturity. I guess he's getting there. Yeah. So it was nice to see. I, 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 I'm all, I'm for them. I'm team Dennis and Cherie. I don't know what's about that. It doesn't look like that's about to happen. Yeah. But I was for we them. Can dream. And, exactly. Who knows? <laughs> they, might, they might be reunited. Yes. Um, and just as a sidebar, I know this is not directly related, but don't you love that um, Kenny's dad showed up and actually did? Because I just knew it was about to be a bust. <laughs> I was like, they about to get on the road and get all the way yeah. to this sliver of Ohio and be yeah. out that joint in some field. He'd be like, well, they told me it was a house out yeah. here. Yeah. Like, no. We he can make the shack work. <laughs> right, right, right. We'll get indoor plumbing next year. Yeah. He made it work. And they're playing football and the green grass. They have green grass. They got green grass, Green girl. grass is a pillar. We <laughs> got a couple of pillars going on. Exactly. I really appreciated that. Yes. I was glad that he did come through in a clutch. Speaking of people that come through, we have our new segment. 
Hey! Hey! So today for news, I figured since we got so much of Method Man, then I should highlight him. So he actually sat down with a few reporters and talked about why he chose Dave East to play him. And we've enjoyed both characters, well, Method Man and Dave East (laughs) at Shotgun on this panel. But Method Man basically said, I want to pay it forward. So in quote, he said, I saw it as an opportunity for someone that's like myself when I first got into it because there weren't a lot of opportunities given to me, so you have to give it a chance and make it work. Mm. And I was like, wow, Method Man, like you just keep giving. And I'm so appreciative of that because we live in a world where it's about connection. It's about someone, you know, extending that olive branch to you and giving you a shot. So I really appreciate Method Man doing that. He also did mention that he just couldn't imagine him playing a younger version of him. Like he. Yeah. It would have been a little Is that weird. what he said? Yeah, he mentioned that. <laughs> so he's like, when I saw. Yeah, so when I saw Dave East name in the pot, he said that it was an automatic thing. And he saw some of his own, like we were talking about before the show. Exactly. That natural Dave East. Swagger. So it was a perfect cast. And I love that Method Man chose to give this young man an opportunity. I did too. That's what it's all about. It Exactly. And they don't really resemble each other, except that they're both very attractive. <laughs> but not only that, the swag is already built in. I feel like the articles that I've read about Dave East, when I've seen interviews with him, that's already who he is so he might have put a little meth on it but like we were saying earlier that's just kind of he's already built like that so it's you're right I think it was a natural choice yes can Um, we do something before we move on I'm so sorry to keep interjecting I hope I'm not okay so in our comments we've had two people both Wayne Smith and King David asked where Chef is at. So we don't want to, you know, we would be remiss if we did not mention our faithful moderator. Um, he was unable to make it tonight. He had some issues with getting here. He's fine. We talked to him. He, no problems, no negativity, nothing bad. He just wasn't able to make it work with everything else that he had going on. But he will be here next week. Don't you worry about it. We miss Chef B. We do. We always miss Sydney Chef. That energy chef. is great. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're watching. Yeah, Definitely. He'll be back. All right, Miss Kitty, and I know you have some even more great things for the people. (laughs) So in my special segment, who is woo? Hey, hey. All this music you just really... Yes, you can't help but bounce, baby. So I decided to focus this week on Raekwon, the chef. That's my man's in him. I like Raekwon. He's good people. I've met him, and his demeanor is awesome. He's always bubbly. He's real positive. So he was born Corey Woods, for y'all, those of y'all that care about his government. January 12, 1970, he initially performed under the name Raekwon, the chef, as you know, but eventually shortened it. And his aliases, like all of the Wu members, because they got 20 names, Shala Raekwon, Shala Diamond, and Lex Diamond. Um, he's been playing solo shows, just in case you're wondering what he's been up to, as well as performing with fellow Wu-Tang members. Ghostface Killer! He does a lot, a lot of work on the road, and he Instagrams to death. They're saying his IG page is always filled with good stuff. And in addition to music, he's also focused on fatherhood. That's a big, big deal for him. Right, and within this picture that I particularly have, I love it. He's in the car, and he does what all us parents do. He takes a picture of himself, but also his son in the back without his son being even cognizant that, that he's getting his picture taken care uh, taking his picture taken by his dad. Sorry, I couldn't get to it. Um, where is that picture? Guess we don't have it. The point is, he is doing great things, being a father. His kid is in high school now. Okay. So, yeah, he's, he's become a great... Um, 
role model for his children and he it, you know he he is quoted as saying the greatest feeling that life offers is when your kids if you have one i know you love them more than anything and everything day dad day y'all it's every day when you know you do it for them and the future that's always a beautiful thing i absolutely love that and as a parent obviously i can completely appreciate that sentiment it's always nice to know that your parents have your back and that they celebrate whatever um, milestones you're able to make in your life. So yeah, he's still chilling, he's still touring, he's still making music, but he's celebrating the life of his kids. So that's pretty dope. I love that they're still giving back. Yeah, right. Like, after all these years. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Pretty Do you cool. have any more good stuff in the chat? Oh, okay. So Levi Ben Yuda says all positive black male images are through this episode. I agree. Yes. I agree. Very good point, and thank you for making it. I don't think that, well, there were, there's always going to be bits and pieces, like that, the uncle falling off the wagon and all that sort of thing, but those are isolated incidents. Overall, it definitely highlighted what our black men are capable of, and that's always awesome. Anyone else think the fur coat shop owner was Dapper Dan at first? That's what Wayne Smith said. Mm. Good point. I did consider that. I, I promise you I did for a split second. I bet you one thing I didn't know, I knew, knew that was Big Daddy Kane. As soon as I saw him, I don't know. He doesn't even really resemble him all like that. Mm -hmm. But just his stature and his chocolate. And then when he spoke, I was like, oh, the B-I-G-I-D-A-Double-D-Y-K-N-E. Dramatic, Asiatic, not like many. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Wayne Smith cranked that up. Okay, he's talking about the music. And then Wayne Smith, listen to King David and support the Queens. Aw, appreciate that. Before we go, I wanted to ask you what you thought of Shotgun's reaction to the music executive, assuming that he was a part of the streets. And as we know, Shotgun has made it very clear that 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 was never who he was trying to portray himself as, nor that's who he was. You know what I took issue with? Their reaction to his reaction. That's what I didn't appreciate. Ain't nobody asks questions. Nobody goes over to see if he's okay. What happened here? What's going on in this moment so that we can address it and then see what's what? Immediately, he gets kicked out. This white boy is mumbo-jumboing about generalizations and uh, stereotypes and stuff he don't know nothing about, making assumptions, and all Meth really did was set him straight. I think that unfor- it was unfortunate that he reacted in that moment. Yeah, because it, it just sent a bad... I mean, obviously, it ruined the deal, but it. I just think it's so effed up that it was so cut and dry without anybody asking any questions. And then you're going to wait until, what was that, two weeks later or whatever to happenstance I happened on this brother oh yeah the other night bro like what happened nothing whatever like why would you think he would of course he's gonna answer that way well, Bobby doesn't go out of his way to do much with other people unless it's music I know <laughs> and I really wish that Bobby would have he did he did, he rides for his man it's no question about it he brought up his name again he tried to kind of get him in there but I wish that he in that moment would have taken the time to go over there and be like what's good like what's mm-hmm. happening right now why is this going down and that the white man once again they just get the because he's an executive nobody asks him questions nobody makes the assumption that he pro- maybe instigated this thing no of course not nothing it's all his fault because he knocked everything over oh you're a bad seed get the hell out of here yeah oh the story of our lives 
Well, Miss Kitty, I mm. feel like episode seven put us on a springboard for episode eight. Definitely. So I am really excited about that. As am I. Can you let the people know where they can find you? Yes! My name is Kitty Kaboom. K-I-T-T-I-E-K-A-B-O-O-M. I'm on IG like that. Kitty Meow on Twitter and Kitty Kali on Facebook. And guys, my name is Zuri Shalise. I am your stand-in moderator for Chef Beans, but hopefully he will be back next week. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zuri Shalise. That's Z-U-R-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-C-E. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.